0: Welcome to Butter Barn Banter, where we talk about a new Fortnite Battle Royale topic every episode. I'm Emma. And I'm Anna. And today we are talking
1: about general gameplay.
0: But first, we thought we ought to explain the name of our podcast for people who aren't familiar with what the Butter Barn is. The Butter Barn was a location in Fortnite Battle Royale back in Chapter 2, Season 5, and it was where the character Mancake, who we talked about briefly last episode was and it's basically a pancake restaurant and it has a whole theme song and everything it's really great
1: And it made a reappearance on the mothership in last season invasion
0: so i was really excited because i love the butter barn and i thought that since it was in the mothership it meant it was going to be coming back but unfortunately it did not so this podcast name is my homage to the butter barn because i love it we are so happy to have had so many downloads of our very first
1: episode. So far it's over a hundred. And the podcast should now be available on all the major podcast platforms and apps. If you can't find us somewhere, let us know and we'll try to get it fixed for you. Our email is just butterbarnbanter
0: at com. We also now have a YouTube channel where you can listen to our podcast. Just search for Butter Barn Banter. You can comment on our episodes there as well, and who knows, maybe in the future we could do some live streams of us playing Fortnite together. Now before we get to our general gameplay tips, we want to talk about things we like and dislike about the current season, since, as we record this, Fortnite Chapter 2 Season 8 has been out for almost three weeks now. It's only been a few weeks, but I'm already at level
1: 37. How about you, Emma? I think somehow I'm already at level 43. Oh, wow. If I remember incorrectly, I had some extra V Bucks from the new Battle Pass, and there were also V Buck quests that came with a marigold skin I bought recently. So when Bush Ranger came back into the item shop recently, I decided to buy him. He's very cute. As we mentioned previously, he is sort of a tree slash hedgehog hybrid. I didn't realize till I bought the skin that his leaves are different colors for different seasons. He's actually got five variations total.
0: And he also comes with a beehive back bling that drips honey. The thing about Bush Ranger that I noticed last time we were playing together is that when he's running around or you're driving in a car with him, he has leaves flying everywhere. Like, he's just shedding. <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> Also,
1: I noticed that just as man cake has butter strapped to him like some sort of ammo, bush ranger has pine cones except in one of his styles it's mushrooms.
0: Weaponized mushrooms.
1: Yeah. Or maybe they're healing mushrooms like in the game itself.
0: Yeah, that would be more likely the case. <laughs> so, how do you feel about this current season?
1: It's Fortnite, so it's always going to be fun for me. But honestly, I'm kind of disappointed with the current season. The primal season, which is the first one we got serious about playing, added so many iconic locations to the map. The Guardian Towers, the Spire, Colossal Crops, Bony Burbs, the Sheriff's Office, and Isla Nublada. It was the first season where you could craft weapons out of parts, and the weapon pool included bows, which were awesome. It also had harpoon guns! I really liked both of these weapons and they added a lot of variety to the weapons available instead of just having a few types of standard guns that shoot bullets. Primal also added animals including chickens, wolves, boars, frogs, and raptors which I often refer to as dinos because raptors can also be a kind of bird but they are dinosaurs. Primal also added a huge amount of NPCs, meaning non-player characters, that you could talk to, a total of 50. There were some really memorable skins and NPCs, some of which we mentioned in our previous episode, such as Lara Croft, Raz, and Cluck.
0: Yeah, I think that was a great season. I loved the bows and all of the different characters. It was really fun. And then in the next season, Invasion, the spire in the center of the map, was destroyed and turned into the Aftermath, which is basically a big crater. The entire season was alien and UFO themed, so the town Holly Hedges gained low gravity zones from the aliens. We lost bows and harpoon guns, but we got UFOs we could fly around the island and shoot at people or pick things up with the tractor beam. There were aliens called trespassers that would come out of the UFOs to attack you and there were alien parasites that could attach themselves to your head and take some of your health while also allowing you to jump higher. There were abductors that would suck you up and make you play a minigame for high-value loot. And there was an overarching plot about whether the aliens were our friends or our enemies. On one side, there was an organization called the Imagined Order, or I.O., who set up locations all over the island to observe the aliens. And on the other side, we had some fun pro-alien NPCs, like Sunny and Dreamflower. And Bushranger. Oh yeah, and Bushranger. Bushranger took care of the alien eggs. Then they
1: he got turned into a tree somehow, and we don't know what's going on with that. Yeah, that was never explained.
0: But we also got a customizable skin, Chimera, and you had to find alien artifacts around the island to use as currency to buy new styles for him. So there were a lot of cool new things, but sadly we only got 17 NPCs in that season, which was a very big downgrade from 50.
1: Our current season, Cubed, I haven't really noticed much new stuff, but they've brought back Harpoon Guns, which I really appreciate still got the Guardian Towers, IO bases, and most of the other locations from the past two seasons. The aliens are gone, but we've still got UFO wreckage on the island. This season, we started with only 17 NPCs, but they recently added two more, Big Mouth and Grim Fable, so maybe there will be a lot more new or returning characters in the future. I guess we'll just have to wait and see.
0: Yes, similar to Chimera and the Alien Artifacts, we've got a new customizable skin called Tuna Fish. We have to find paint cans around the island to color him in different ways. A lot of people are upset that there haven't been many big changes on the map. There are several huge cubes on the island that are slowly multiplying around the UFO crash sites, but they haven't really affected gameplay much. I think the most notable difference so far is the sideways, which is a sort of alternate reality that you can enter, which is inhabited by cube monsters, with a few extra weapon types available to find inside. The quest system is also a lot different this season. In the previous two seasons, players were given a few big plot-based quests to do every week, plus three smaller daily quests and a whole lot of rare quests that were available through the entire season that you could easily get just by playing, like, eating mushrooms a certain amount of times, or chopping down trees, eliminating opponents. Yeah. Now we've got punch cards. Each NPC has their own punch card with five quests on it that you start by finding them in the game and talking to them. One nice change about it is that now you can complete multiple character quests per match, since before you could only complete one of the weekly quests in each game. And you can also now share quests when you're playing with friends, so if you and a friend in your party have the same quest and one of you completes it, it counts for both of you. But one annoying thing is that the quests are generally pretty easy, and we feel like they aren't adding new ones quickly enough. So we haven't felt as much incentive to play a lot until they add more. Well, that hasn't stopped us from
1: getting into the 30 and 40 levels.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) But I feel like I was playing, like, almost every day in the previous seasons, and now I spread yeah, it out same, a Yeah, same, me
1: too. Yeah, like, every other day or every three days. Also, with the paint cans for tuna fish, that's been my current little quest for myself, is trying to go around to all the different areas and pick up the paint cans. So I've still got some work to do on that one.
0: Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of different... Quest to unlock the tuna fish styles. Uh, One other new thing is that there are different donation spots around the map where you can vote for different items that they will uh, re-release back into the game. So that's one cool new thing we can look forward to um, as they add more player chosen items throughout the season but it's still new so there aren't a lot of new things yet so it's a little disappointing but we're looking forward to what we'll see happen next
1: yeah i haven't seen anything yet except for when i logged in earlier today it said something was added
0: yes the shockwave launcher
1: yeah so is
0: it's like a grenade launcher but it's shockwave grenades so you know okay
1: so it's not one of those things that i'm confused i thought jb chimpansky was like building things in one area of the map like where the donation boxes were
0: Okay, yeah, there. I guess so There, wrong. there is that. There's two different kinds of donation boxes. Uh, those, okay. the ones where he adds turrets to the towns, and
1: okay, I think I've only seen the turrets.
0: Yep, yeah. they're easy okay. to miss. So, but now we have some new toys to play with in the shockwave launcher.
1: Yeah. All right, I think we've talked enough about cubed for today. So, now we're going to talk about general Fortnite gameplay for all of you noobs out there. We want to be helpful to our listeners at all levels, so today we're going to guide you through the basics of how Fortnite Battle Royale works. So, once you're in the game, after you press play, you go onto the battle bus, which flies across the island. And it goes a different direction each time you play. It's just seemingly random. So it might be going north to south, east to west, diagonally. So seeing where the bus is going to go on the map can help you figure out where you want to drop. There is something that's completely useless in the game, except I think there are a few quests for it, which is thinking the bus driver. And to do that, you just press the emote button. So... On the PC, that's the B key on the keyboard, but it's different depending on what console you're using. And I wanted to mention that because I had no idea for a long time how to thank the bus driver. (laughs) And then once you figure out where you want to drop, you press the correct button to jump off the bus, and then you start gliding down or skydiving. You start by skydiving, and then you can switch to gliding if you want which is slower and then once you get to a certain level above the ground you are forced to just glide until you land
0: so while you're on the bus you can look at the map to see where special things on the map might be in that match like the sideways anomalies in this season they change where they are every every game so you can look at the map ahead of time if you want to go to one so you know where exactly you want to go or you can look at different uh, town names or areas you haven't gone to yet, so you can change where you land every time and keep it fresh. You can also put a beacon onto the map
1: when you're looking at the map view, so then once you're back into your normal view of the game, you see this big blue column We reached up towards the sky that shows you where to go.
0: Yes, and uh, if you drop right at the beginning of the bus route, that would be called a hot drop because a lot of people do that at the beginning of the game. So everyone is going to land as close as possible to the start of the bus route and you can fight a lot of people if you want. Or you can uh, fly way away from the bus path and be alone for a while. It all depends on how you want to play. Yeah. If
1: you get interrupted or forget to get off the bus, then eventually it will just dump you in the ocean. (laughs) Yes. You don't die or anything if you don't jump off the bus, you're just forced to jump. And actually it's funny if you can adjust your view exactly right as the bus is flying, you can see all the people just flying out of the back of the bus, (laughs) just like standing still like an action figure before they start skydiving. It's really funny, I think.
0: So once you're on the ground, you're going to want to start gathering loot. Since once you land, you just have your pickaxe and you probably don't want to just bash people to death with it the whole match. You probably want to have some guns and stuff. So the typical places you can find weapons or treasure chests that have weapons and other stuff in them would be houses or gas stations or the alien crash sites in this season have a lot of stuff like that. So if you want to find stuff, you probably want to land near a building or a landmark. Not just uh, the middle of a grassy field. You're probably not going to find much there. Yeah, and if you
1: can, I would say land on top of a building because then you'll land a little sooner than you would if you waited to get all the way to the ground. And almost every building has a weapon on top of it that you can pick up.
0: Yep, and you just bash through the roof with your pickaxe and get in.
1: You can do that, yeah. Or you could just drop over the edge and walk in the door, but whatever you want to do.
0: You've got unlimited options.
1: There are several kinds of guns. So there are rifles, submachine guns, shotguns, sniper rifles. Those are the the main ones, and they come in different varieties. And it depends on the season. They switch them in and out, just called vaulting and unvaulting weapons. So for example, this season there is the burst assault rifle as well as the regular assault rifle. And they got rid of the tactical shotgun this time. Yep. They have the lever action. action. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So I am by no means a weapons expert. We'll probably spend an entire episode in the future just on weapons because I still don't know a whole lot about the differences between the guns in terms of how much damage they cause. Mm -hmm. I assume that's why there's so many kinds is that they've got small variations to what they can do. Of course, a rifle versus a shotgun, they're gonna shoot much differently, but I mean like between the different kinds of rifles or the different kinds of shotguns.
0: Yes, and there's also different um, rarities, like uh, gray, a a gun surrounded by gray is common, green is uncommon, blue is rare, purple is epic. Epic and gold is legendary it. and as that goes up the gun is it's the same type of gun but it will do more damage or aim more accurately so you're going to want to find a better color of gun if you have the option
1: yeah I would say the the highest color I typically see in a game is blue and you generally have to find the purple and old ones through say supply drops Or buying them from a character. But every once in a while i found one in a chest. And if someone gets killed, they drop all of their weapons. So if you find like a pile of weapons and other stuff somewhere, that means someone was eliminated there and you can just take whatever of their stuff you want. Yeah. So do you want to talk briefly about what each type of gun does? Sure. So a rifle uh, is good for... Rifle is a big gun, and it's meant more for
0: shooting at a distance. Yeah, rifles are what you're going to want to do for mid- to long-range fighting. They're actually, basically my default gun, I prefer to have the
1: assault rifle over anything else, but that is different for different people. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, they're usually automatic, so you can hold down your fire button to repeatedly... Shoot, but that will make the accuracy accuracy gradually get worse. So it might be more accurate if you just press one at a time for each shot you fire.
1: I don't think I knew that. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> I always just press one.
0: There's also pistols. I'm not sure how I'm the how sure, the damage like, compares. Why you'd use... I like pistols yeah. though. Um. Um, uh, pistols might be more accurate, but maybe it's actually vice versa, I'm not sure, but, um... I think they fire faster. Although they're not automatic, so you do have to click each time, but it will go faster. Um, I don't okay. know, I like them, they feel fun and snappy. I also want to say that pistols
1: seem to be able to shoot pretty far
0: yeah they might be less
1: accurate at a distance but they do shoot i would say close to as far as rifles in my experience yeah
0: if you have good aim you can definitely get someone from far away with a pistol so next is submachine guns those are small and again they're automatic so you can just hold down the button they don't shoot as far as a rifle so you're going to want to use them a lot closer range and they just kind of like spit out spit out ammo really fast, so if someone's really close to you, you just kind of hold down the button and melt away all their health with it. <laughs> <laughs> they don't hold a, a lot of ammo, so they run out pretty fast if you're uh, firing a lot, so keep that in mind. Yeah, that is
1: definitely one gun where I have used the automatic firing feature. I also want to say they are not submarine guns for some reason. For a long time, my brain was confused and I thought that submachine and submarine were the same word and I have no idea why. And then I felt so weird when I realized, (laughs) oh, these guns have nothing to do with submarines.
0: (laughs) They'll come out with a submarine shaped one and really confuse you. Maybe.
1: So next we can talk about shotguns. So shotguns shoot out a lot of tiny bullets at the same time, and they are much better for close range. You are not going to be able to hit people very far away with them.
0: Yeah, you, uh, since they shoot out uh, wide spray, you don't need to be quite as accurate, so they're good for running up close to someone and uh, getting them at a very, very close range very quickly without having to think about it (laughs) and there are sniper rifles
1: which are one of my favorites and i think it was in the primal season there were just regular sniper rifles and this season there are automatic sniper rifles which are awesome because with the regular ones You had to stop and wait for your character to reload the gun in between every shot, and that was so annoying, (laughs) but but the automatic ones, you can shoot multiple ones while still aiming, and... It does less damage, though. Yeah, I think the main reason, though, that I like them is that when you aim, it zooms in really far, so it's much easier to aim at someone far away if you have a sniper rifle.
0: Yes, but they're gonna be very useless at close range, so... Yeah,
1: I tried to shoot one at close range recently, and I don't even know if I hit the person. <laughs> I don't know. That was not my best move. I also want to mention harpoon guns. Oh yeah. So harpoon guns are not reloadable. You have 10 shots in a harpoon gun. They only count if they hit something, though. So when you shoot the harpoon gun, a harpoon shoots out on a rope. If it doesn't hit anything, it comes back to you and you still have the same number you had before. But if it hits something, then that takes one of your uses of the gun away. If you hit something with it or hit a person with it who has enough health or an animal, it will grab onto them and pull them close to you, which can be really dangerous because you you have to defend yourself even more. But if their health is low enough, it will just kill them on impact. And I really like doing that, and also you can use them to fish.
0: Yeah, that's probably the main purpose of a harpoon gun, is for fishing. But they are... (laughs) you can't use them as a strategy, though. You could reel someone in with a harpoon gun and then shoot them with a shotgun if they were too far away. Yeah, if you're that fast. Yeah. (laughs) So since there are so many different types of guns and they might be really intimidating and scary at first, um, on the Spawn Island, which is where you are waiting before a game, as um, all, as enough people load into the match before you're on the bus, there are guns strewn about everywhere that you can practice with. So if you've yeah. n- never tried a certain gun before, you can look around for a minute, find it on Spawn Island, and practice shooting other people before you're actually in the game, so you don't have to worry about dying. Yeah. I do just want to specify that on
1: Spawn Island, when you're waiting... Anything you do there does not help. Anything you do there does not come over into the actual game. So if you picked up any guns there, they're
0: gone once you get on the battle bus. They're only for practice. Yes. So, what do you what do you need to shoot a gun? You need bullets. So that's where ammo boxes come in. Ammo boxes are small
1: green and cube shaped. And they can be in buildings or outside of buildings. I would say they're usually pretty easy to see, even though you would think they'd be kind of camouflaged by their size and color. And those generally just have ammo in them, just bullets.
0: Yes, and there's different types of bullets that different types of guns use. Yes. Uh, Like uh, light ammo is what you would use for a submachine gun, shotgun shells for shotguns, and stuff like that. And you can go into your inventory and look at the descriptions of the guns you have so you can know what ammo they need. Yep. And when
1: you pick up ammo, if you have the appropriate gun for it, it will automatically show up in your inventory. So like, if I have a rifle and I don't have any bullets, then I pick up 100 rifle bullets. It'll show that I have 100 shots available.
0: But you still have to reload before you use it. Yeah. So keep that in mind. But, so
1: there is a reload button. On the PC it's the R key on the keyboard and once you run out of your magazine of bullets the character will stop and reload the gun but if you're only partially through the magazine of bullets you can just press that reload key and do it right away so if I'm just running a long distance and there's nobody around I like to use that time to reload all my guns to make sure they're ready to go yes uh, there's also large ammo boxes and how would you describe those? Um, I feel like they're longer. Bags. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not quite correct. They're kind of like a blue-green <laughs> color. Uh they're like a They got like a little handle they're on like top, a... right?
0: Yeah, they're like a toolbox. Yeah. Yeah. I think but, that's the best yeah, a toolbox. Like a blue toolbox. And the nice thing about the large ammo boxes is that sometimes they also have small shields in them we'll talk more about shields in a minute. And then the other type of ammo boxes are uh, red tool boxes and those also have nuts and bolts in them which you can use to craft different types of guns. Yeah. Like if you had a, a lever action shotgun or something in this season you could craft it into a charge shotgun with the nuts and bolts. And there are
1: different types of chests which are similar, but larger than the ammo boxes and have different things in them. So a normal chest is just brown and made of wood, so like a pirate's treasure chest. And Then there are rare chests, and those are more metal, is that correct? Yeah, they're like blue with while. silver on them. Yeah, I think they kind of glow. There are specific IO chests in the IO locations and those are very long and black and they can be hard to see because they're actually similar containers around in a lot of those areas but they don't open whereas the IO chests do. And the IO chests have some of their own specific weapons inside them. And then this season, there are sideways chests, which are only in the sideways and have their own special items inside them. Yes. So most of the time, you'll just be coming across the normal chests. Also, if you have to open chests or ammo boxes for a quest, I believe you do have to actually open them. You can break them open with your axe, but I don't think that counts towards quests. No, it does not. It can be really nice, though, if, say, you um, hear a chest above you because they make kind of a shiny sound, yeah, better to explain it, then you can use your pickaxe to just pickaxe through the ceiling, and that will automatically break the box and the contents will just rain down upon you, so that's a nice, easy way to get a chest that's above you instead of trying to
0: find a way to get up
1: and open it normally.
0: Yeah, so if you hear a shiny sound, it's probably a chest somewhere. And chests usually have some ammo and a weapon and a healing material. Maybe some other things too, but that's generally the three things that I'll have in there. Unless I'm forgetting something. That sounds right to me. Okay, so let's talk about the healing materials. Or the healing items. So,
1: when you start the game, you have 100 health points, and that is shown in green. And then on top of that, you can add on another 100 shield points, which are blue. So if you have shield points and someone shoots at you, shield points will slowly decrease and you'll keep your health until the shield's all gone, and then you'll start losing health. And if you lose all your health, you're eliminated. And to get shields, there are several ways to do it. But there are, first of all, regular shield potions and small shield potions. So you might find these lying on the ground or get them from an NPC or find them in an ammo box or chest. The small ones each give you 25 shield points. However, you can only drink them until you have... 50 points so you can't drink four of them you get to a hundred you can only drink at most two to get to 50 points if you have a lot to choose from then what you need to do is drink two of the small ones and then one of the large ones which will add 50 and then you're at a hundred percent shield you can drink a normal one at any
0: percent shield yes
1: there are also shield and catch And those will add to your shield numbers. I don't know the exact numbers, but it can do that. And also, there are slurp barrels that you can break with your pickaxe, and it will splash onto you, give you some shield. I think those actually heal you, too.
0: Yeah. Yep. The slurp fish do, too.
1: Yeah.
0: They'll bring up your health
1: to 100 before they start adding shield, but the shield potions don't improve your health at all.
0: Anything... With um like Slurp or Chug in the name, I think they heal first your health and then they add shield on top of that if there's room for it. But the potions just add yeah. shield, they don't add any health. Then,
1: a really cool thing to do is if you find a semi-truck that says Slurp on it, And hammer it open with your pickaxe, it will completely drench you in its contents, and you'll get 100% of both health and shield. And if you're playing with a partner, they should stand next to you so they can get splashed as well.
0: Yeah, you can do the same with slurp barrels and chug splashes. If someone's near you, then they will get the healing too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, obviously, you will have to heal your health at some point, too, not just your shield, and that's where bandages and medkits come in. Bandages heal 15% of your health at a time, up to 75% of your health, and medkits heal 100% of your health, and you can use them at any time. Personally, I love to
1: hoard medkits in my inventory. Yes, you I can do
0: that, too. never have enough medkits. Yeah. Um, and each... Uh, Different healing item like these takes a different amount of time. So if you needed something in a hurry, you might use a bandage because that's just like five seconds, but a med kit takes 10 seconds to use. Yeah. But there are also lots of edible items in the game, and those take
1: about one second, though they usually give you a smaller amount of health. Like fish can give you health, so can, say, coconuts, apples, bananas, etc. Yeah.
0: And also meat if you kill an animal. Meat is a yeah. very convenient way to heal yourself, but you can't carry a whole lot of it at a time. And some characters will actually
1: heal you as well if you pay them. And then at some points on the map, there are mending machines, which are mending machines that can give you bandages or heal you.
0: Uh, in each game, you only have five different item slots you can use. And most items, like a gun would only take up one spot. Some weapons might take up more spots, like the Chugga Cannon takes up two slots. Different items... Those
1: are pretty rare, though. Yeah.
0: Different items, like bandages and medkits, they stack up. So, like, you could have three medkits in only one slot, but that's the max amount, so if you wanted to carry more medkits, you would have to have them in another slot. If that makes sense. And then
1: some things do not need slots, so... For example, the ammo, it does have the limit, but that doesn't take up one of your five slots. And food items do take up a slot. But nuts and bolts or whatever other crafting items are available in your current season don't take up room. So right now it's nuts and bolts in primal. We had mechanical parts and animal bones. And as far as I know, you could carry as many of those as you want.
0: There are other things
1: here. Oh, the materials.
0: Yes, materials are what you gather when you hit things with your pickaxe and you destroy things. Uh, there's different types like wood, stone, and steel or metal. Those are the three different yep. types of materials. And what you do with these materials is you can build structures with them, like walls and ramps, so you can uh, get up cliffs or build a barrier between you and your opponent to hide. But building is kind of a complicated thing for new players. I was definitely scared of it for a long time. So we're going to try to focus on this more in a different episode.
1: Um, Yeah, And I've been playing for longer than Emma, and I am still terrible at building because I just haven't practiced it. (laughs) I need to learn the good tips and tricks for how to actually make good structures and not just make a ramp that goes into the air, which is about all I can do right now.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I'm alone in this, maybe other people feel different ways, but Anna plays on keyboard and I play with an Xbox controller, and I think building is way easier on the Xbox controller. So it might take longer to learn if you're on PC than on a controller for building. Yeah. But it depends on each player. Uh, The materials you gather, you can hold 999 of each type, and each time you build something, it uses 10 material. pieces of We also
1: need to note that if you knock down something a player built, whether that was you or another player, you don't get those materials back.
0: Yes. You can only get it from hitting a naturally created substance, I guess you could say. Something made by the well, game. Something that was pre
1: occurring yeah. in the game. Yeah, like, uh, like a house, a house I call or it a, a natural rock. substance. But you can, yeah, collect house parts, and it will be wood. No, or houses stone, are definitely
0: naturally occurring. <laughs> or you could hit a car to get some metal and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Also, don't hit a car too much because it will start to smoke, and if you hit it more than that, it will explode and hurt you or kill you. Yes. So be very careful with (laughs) cards.
0: Also, if you destroy um, something that's the only piece holding up something else, like if someone is building something, but they only have one piece holding it to the ground, if you destroy that, all the rest will come down. So maybe you could do that too. Knock someone down from a high place, and then they'll die to fall damage.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we should uh, mention too that fall damage is a thing. So... This can occur if you're injured and are pushed off something, but even if you're jumping off something, depending on how high it is, you can get fall damage and lose some of your health when you land. Yes. And I have died due to that at least a few times, Yeah. <laughs> I just jumped too far and was gone immediately. However, you can jump off a zipline and you'll be fine. I learned that recently. Zip
0: line equals fine. There's a rhyme. (laughs) Oh, that's good. Also, if you land in water, you will not get fall damage. Oh, that's right. Uh, For example, if you're going over a waterfall, even though that's scary, you'll (laughs) probably survive. Or if you're in a car and you drive off a cliff, you might get some damage, but usually you don't.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. We should probably talk a bit about cars. Oh, yeah, Sure. So there are different kinds of vehicles all over the map, and you can just take them because they don't seem to belong to anybody. There are regular cars, there's fancier cars, like the I.O. has black cars that can go faster. There are Ferraris that obviously go faster, and there are semi-trucks and pickup trucks. So any of those you you can take. When you get up close to the car, it will tell you how much fuel it has and you can refuel it either by picking up a gas can somewhere on the map or by going to a gas station and using the gas pump there. And as you drive, it will show you the fuel gauge and also how fast you're driving. And it also has several radio stations you can choose from that start playing once you get into the car, but you can turn that off if you want. Some cars you can't drive because they've got a on the tire like if a car in real life was parked in no parking zone they might put that on your car so you can't drive it away so those you cannot drive but most of them you can and something that was added to the game fairly recently was Chonkers tires I love the name and so these are tires you can find just like you find other items and if you pick them up and throw them onto a vehicle They'll turn into big, all-terrain tires that will help you drive on more surfaces.
0: Yeah, so they're very helpful since a lot of the vehicles aren't good on grass. Or you wouldn't want to be driving on grass most of the time unless you had a pickup truck because those ones are better on them. But if you put the chonker tires on any car, they will just fly across the rocky terrain like it's nothing. (laughs)
1: They did advertise them showing a car I think going straight up a vertical surface, or at least close to vertical, but it turns out they aren't quite that
0: good. There
1: has to be a tiny <laughs> trip and incline, unfortunately. Yeah,
0: and it'll be a slow climb, but they can make it. Uh-huh. So, do you want to talk about fishing a bit, since we mentioned the harpoon guns and stuff like that? Sure! So, fishing... Is something I
1: don't especially see as integral to the game. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, for some quests, you have to do things with fish, but to me, it seems like a fun thing that you do when you are pretty sure you're not in any imminent danger. <laughs> yeah. So, by any body of water, you will find fishing barrels. So, these are wooden barrels with a fishing rod sticking out at the top and you just open them, like you open a chest or ammo box, and at least one fishing rod will be inside. There are regular fishing rods, and there are also blue fishing rods that can help you catch a wider variety of fish. And if you're really lucky, there will be a harpoon gun. And there are fishing spots in lakes and rivers, that are I like a circular
0: ripply area you can see fish inside you
1: can... them yes yeah you will see fish it's fun if you're actually swimming in the water to swim through them and see the fish up close but i believe you can fish other places it's just less likely to work but if you fish in a fishing spot you will get at least one fish eventually however wherever you fish you're not geared You're not guaranteed to actually get a fish. You might get a gun, you might get ammo, you might get materials. I think occasionally you'll get a rusty can, which currently I don't think you can do anything with.
0: Yeah, usually the stuff like ammo or rusty cans happens when you're not fishing at an actual fishing spot.
1: Okay, good to know. Yeah, I rarely have fish at non-fishing spots. And then eventually the fishing spot will go away once you've taken enough stuff out of it. And I feel like so many other video games fishing takes a little while to get used to figuring out exactly when you need to pull the fishing pole back out of the water and actually have something on the end. On the other hand, I think harpoon guns, at least in my very small experience, are pretty much guaranteed to pick something up right away. I'm not sure if it's got a better chance of getting a fish than a fishing pole does, but You don't have to wait around like you do with a fishing pole.
0: Yeah, fishing is just another way to get different healing items or guns. So, yeah. It also takes probably more time than opening a chest, but you'll also get unique items, so you might want to try it out sometime.
1: Yeah. Also, in your Fortnite account, there is a part called Collections, and... One collection is for NPCs. So they're added to your collection when you talk to them. And then there's another page just for fish. And I have not yet completed a whole fish collection in any season. (laughs) So now I have to start over with the current season. But, yeah, there's a huge variety of fish, and it depends on what fishing pole you use and what part of the map you're on, and some are much more common than others. So, yeah, there's a whole lot you can do with fishing, and I've actually played in other game modes just to get more fishing time in a safe location. (laughs) You don't have to worry about being killed. We should talk about money next. Okay. So, money is known as gold, or bars. It is the one item you can pick up in-game and keep from one game to the next. So when you're eliminated, you lose everything, you're out of the game, except you still get to keep your gold bars. Yes. And gold can be found with other items, such as in a chest or just lying on the ground. And it can also be found sometimes if you smash beds, sofas, or chairs. And I assume that's from the stereotype that if you clean out your couch, you might find some coins that slipped out of your pocket. And really the only thing you can use these for is to buy items from NPCs. So some of them will heal you. Some will show you where the next storm phase is going to be. Some will sell you weapons. There are also weapon upgrade benches that take gold for payment as well.
0: I guess we should talk about the storm. (laughs) Oh yeah, we didn't talk about the storm yet! I just had to ask you, like, what do we have left to talk about? I mean, it may may be an obvious thing, but if people don't understand the storm, we should explain it. Yes, so when
1: you drop onto the map, there's a few minutes with no storm. Oh, a few seconds. (laughs) Okay. I just feel like it doesn't show up for a long time. There's a little countdown timer in the upper right of the screen that counts down until the next phase. So the storm is this big purple area that gradually encroaches on the map from all sides. So basically you're in the eye of the storm. The safe area. Yes. And the reason... Basically for the storm is that it forces you closer and closer to a center point so that as more people are eliminated, the last few people actually have a chance to get together and kill each other. Yes. <laughs> Otherwise, you might have people he- hiding out in all places on the map and never seeing each other and the game would never end. So the storm encroaches and if you're caught in the storm, everything kind of goes purple and it's stormy. You'll hear thunder and even see lightning sometimes. And you will start losing health. And the further along in the game you go, the more harmful the storm is, and your health will go down a lot faster. So you want to try to stay out of the storm at all costs, because if your health gets down
0: to zero, you're dead. Yeah, and the storm, the storm uh, ignores your shield. It will only get your health. So that's true. Even if you have a hundred shield, if you're caught in the storm and your health goes down to zero, you will die.
1: Yeah, I will note that you can use healing items in the storm. So if you are caught in the storm and you have medkits or bandages, it's worth it to take a few seconds to use one or two of those and then make a run for it. Yes, and it really depends on how much time you have left because quite a few times I've died while attempting to heal myself.
0: You gotta time it right. And the mini-map in the corner will show you a line you can follow, which is the shortest way out of the storm to the circle.
1: Yep. So the storm is at a random place each time, similar to the bus route. So even though you might picture the storm from how we describe it as just kind of going across the island until everyone's in the center, the center of the storm is not necessarily the center of the island. So. The end of the game could end up really anywhere on the map, just depends on which area the storm decides to zoom in on.
0: Yep. It could be somewhere interesting, like a town with a lot of places for people to hide, or it could just be the middle of a field where (laughs) you have a very close-up showdown. Yeah. We missed anything
1: else about general gameplay?
0: I think we got most of it. I mean, obviously there's a lot of things we're going to have to, More detailed about in the future, like different types of guns and building, but yeah, hitting the main points
1: could talk about buildings more not the ones you build, but the ones already on the map. But maybe that should be its own episode where we talk about the different
0: towns. Yeah, that would be good. So, those are the um, I guess you could say the bare bones basics of how to get into Fortnite and play for the first time so you know what things are and how to get what you need
1: yeah remember that we've got a youtube channel now just search for butter Barn banter if you want to comment on specific episodes maybe you can even suggest which topics we should talk about next time
0: yeah that would be great we'd be happy to give any tips or tricks you would like to hear more about and before we go, we do have an update about the headcanon that Anna shared in our first episode, if you listen to that one.
1: Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, headcanon is a term from fan fiction. So, canon, C-A-N-O-N, means the established reality of a story by the author. Headcanon means something you make up in your own head. So, I had said that I saw Marygold as Midas's sister. And then it turns out that the Twitter account Kitsu, who did the original concept art for Mary Gold, confirmed back in July that they are siblings. So I'm so happy about that. I actually got it right. A lot of people seem to think that they're a couple... Like I mentioned last time there was a funny roleplay video called Mary Golden Minus's Evil First Kiss and they had her like speaking with a Russian accent like she was a Russian spy. Anyway, I thought it was weird that if they were a couple that they'd look so similar unless they were in some sort of weird cult where like they both had to scar their face in the same way and somehow both got gold powers. My idea of their background is that perhaps they were either adopted or stolen as children by Oro and Aurelia, who are the skeleton, gold, god and goddess characters in the game. And I don't know why their faces are scarred, but maybe that was some sort of condition of them receiving the power of the golden touch Anyway, that's as far as I'll get into that. But yeah, it seemed really weird that people would be like, hey, they look really similar. They must be a couple. But Yes, I'm so glad to know their siblings. I remember at one point in last season when Marigold was an NPC, I was Midsummer Midas and I was running towards where she was on the map and saying, I'm coming, my sister. And I'm so glad to (laughs) know that that was correct. Anyway, Marigold is very interesting, and I hope we find out more about her eventually. Yeah. It seems like she really likes cars based on things she said as an NPC last season, but that's about all I know.
0: Fortnite, the story and the characters, they're usually pretty vague about everything, so you do kind of have to make up a lot of the story for yourself. If you want to see the game in that way. Yeah. Maybe in a future episode we can talk
1: a bit about the new NPCs for this season, because they are quite an interesting bunch, especially Fabio Sparklemaine. We'll have to talk <laughs> about him in some detail. <laughs> yes, that will
0: be an interesting one. So we hope you will continue to tune in to our podcast so you can hear that in the future.
1: Yeah, Fortnite Every fortnight is what we're starting with <laughs> every two weeks and that might change in the future but right now it seems to be a good rate for us to record and release episodes at so thank you so much for listening and if you have fortnite loving friends please recommend the podcast to them and help us grow so we can get a bigger audience and share our fortnite tips and tricks and opinions with more people
0: thanks for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode of the butter barn banter podcast